seeking for the help of the Lord, I direct your prayerful attention to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 6 and reading for our text, verses 22 to 27, the Aaronic blessing. Numbers 6 from verse 22. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Numbers 6, verses 22 to 27. Before we come to some three points, I want to make several comments on this word. The first is, years ago, I used to notice how many people would quote the words here from verse 24 and they would put it in uh, birthday cards or various cards and I used to think, well, why, why do people always choose this word? It's a lovely blessing. But when I put together, when I first realised how it is God's blessing, it is the great standard that God has given for blessing God's people. In those first words, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his sons, saying, On this wise he shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them. And it makes such a difference when we realise that this word, This is what the Lord would have us to use and to bless the people of God. Now, this is the Old Testament in the New Testament with our Lord Jesus Christ so clearly revealed and set forth. The equivalent blessing is what we finish all of our services with. In 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. And when we look at it closely, in essence, it is exactly the same, but put in a different way. It doesn't mean, of course, that that which is before us in this text does not apply to us in gospel days. It does, but we can see much more clearly in the light of the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ where that blessing is and where it truly rests. Now, in this word, in this word of blessing, three times we have Jehovah set forth the Trinity equal here, the Lord each time. In capital letters, Jehovah, if ever there was a text of Scripture 
that clearly set forth the Trinity as equal in the Godhead of Father, Son and Holy Spirit, it is here. This is a threefold blessing and so many times through Scripture we have that threefold blessing. When you remember the account that Balaam was brought to curse the children of Israel, but God turned the curse into a blessing. Then it was that three separate times in three different places so that uh, the blessing could be upon all of Israel. But there were seven altars, that perfection in seven altars that were raised up and offered up and three places the children of Israel were blessed. Again, emphasising that blessing in a threefold way. We have it also in uh, Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter uh, 6, we have the uh, blessing as the holy, holy God three times uh, set forth in the year that King Isaiah died. I saw the Lord, also the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twain he covered his faith, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. And right through scripture, there is exalting, a lifting up, a triune God, three persons in the Godhead, equal in deity, in power, in glory, in holiness, each with a part and a position appointed by God. Now the blessing here is a blessing that Aaron and his sons were to put upon the children of Israel. But in one sense, they as men, they can only pray or supplicate that that blessing be upon them. Because really, the blessing itself is not saying, Aaron shall bless thee, I will bless thee. The blessing is the Lord bless thee. That is what they are putting. But Aaron, the great anti-time, the great high priest, our great high priest, is our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And he it is, the Apostle said, that God sent his Son to bless you. And when we think of our Lord after he rose from the dead, when he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and he blessed them, and then he has parted from them and carried up into heaven. Truly, it is through the Lord Jesus Christ that all these blessings come to us. I notice also that this is to be a personal blessing. Each one of the blessings here, it is the Lord Bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face 
shine upon thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee. That is in the singular. When our Lord was speaking to Peter about Satan desiring to have you, you is plural, he, Satan desires to take all of the people of God. But then he says, I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Peter was in the immediate need of the Lord's help. Satan was putting him in his sieve then. It's a precious thing to think that as we may pray for one another in assembly like this and in our families, the Lord prays for his people. Specifically, I have prayed for thee. And so when you come here, we have the blessing as a personal blessing. The Lord bless thee. And may we each know here, we need a personal blessing of the Lord. It's not enough if the one next to us receives the blessing of eternal life and we do not. We need that personal blessing. It's very easy to assemble in the house of God and we can hear for someone else or think that doesn't apply to us. But we need that personal blessing that the Lord speak to us and bless us in this way that is here. So though it is saying, bless the children of Israel as if it's a whole company, which it is, the whole people of God. The people of God are individuals. The church of God are individuals. Yes, it's one bride of Christ. It's one church but is made up of individuals and the Lord loves each one and blesses each one and visitors, visits each one and would have his blessing upon each one of his people. So I want to then look at three points. Firstly, the threefold blessing that is set before us here in verses 24 to 26. And then secondly, the New Testament equivalent, that which we finish our services with, just a few comments on that. And then lastly, God's name upon his people, the last verse, verse 27, they shall put my name upon the children of Israel or call my name upon them and I will bless them. So firstly the blessing the threefold blessing verse 24 the Lord bless thee and keep thee it is the blessing and keeping of God the Father. And I'm going to refer to scriptures in these because I feel that the, the, the strength of what is actually brought forth is in the very word itself. In Paul's epistle to the, Hebrew, the, the Ephesians, uh, we have... In chapter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And it's set before us that we are blessed with all spiritual blessings by the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is blessed through and in Christ Jesus. But this blessing is specifically ascribed to the Father. If then we come to the epistles of Peter, his first epistle, chapter 1, and in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is the blessing of the Father that has begotten us in that way. Then if we go to verse 5 in the same chapter, we have who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Then we also think of our Lord's intercessionary prayer in John 17. And he prays in this way uh, to his Father in verse 11. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. And the keeping is ascribed unto the Father. Then we have in John 10, when our Lord speaks of himself as the good shepherd, and he speaks of his people. And he says of his people, I give unto them, this is in verse 28, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And so when we come to the blessing, this ironic blessing, the first blessing, Jehovah the Lord, bless thee and keep thee, we have a view of the Father, the Eternal Father, blessing his people and keeping his people, ascribed unto him. And we know, of course, that we, though it is divided in the Trinity, in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, it is one God, one God with one purpose and one love. Our Lord says, the Father himself loveth you. How easy it is to get the picture. Here is the Father, an angry God, a great God, a consuming fire that we cannot approach unto. And here is the Lord Jesus Christ that is the mediator, that is the pacifier of God. And we get the, the wrong view of the Father instead of having the love of the Father and the love of the Son and love of the Holy Spirit. It is true, God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit outside of Christ is a consuming fire. 
But we have in the blessing for the people of God a blessing of a triune, undivided God. And so we would view in that first blessing, the Lord bless thee and keep thee, our heavenly Father. But then in the second place, we have the favour of God through Jesus Christ. The words here, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Now I turn to uh, Paul's epistle to the Corinthians, his second epistle. And in that epistle, in chapter 4, we have our Lord spoken of in, in, in this way. For God who commanded the light to show his verse 6 in chapter 4. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It is through our Lord Jesus Christ that he opens the understanding, he reveals the mysteries of God, he reveals the Father. If ye have seen me, ye have seen the Father also. And the glories of God, if we go back a chapter, Corinthians 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 18, but we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. John, when he commences his gospel, he speaks of our Lord Jesus Christ in the first chapter of the Word, in verse 14. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And then a few verses later on, the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And that blessing for a people of God in the Lord Jesus Christ to have the Secrets of godliness, the God incarnate, God made flesh, God dwelling among us, beholding his grace, beholding the truth, hearing the words that came out of his lips, never man spake as this man spake. And uh, we have the uh, blessing that is spoken of in verse 18, No man has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. And we see this blessing of our Lord coming and declaring his Father, doing the works that his Father gave him to do, speaking the words that his Father gave him to do. And we, we know God, we can approach unto God, we can understand God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When Paul 
writes to the Romans. He uh, speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ in Romans chapter 5 and verse, well, if we read from verse 10, for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. And there's a receiving of the atonement through our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. When Paul writes to the Colossians, he says to them in the first chapter and verse 20, he says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. And when we think then of this blessing, the Lord make his face <coughs> shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. We see in the face of the Lord Jesus Christ, the face of God, God who is invisible, that no man can see, God who filleth all things, we view in the Lord Jesus Christ, this God, this eternal God, the God that met with Moses in the burning bush, that God that is the eternal God. The hymn writer says, in words similar to effect, that till God in human flesh I see, that God is terrors to my mind. And we should dwell upon that great blessing of one that is made like unto his brethren, yet without sin. A near kinsman, one that we can view. Those words that our Lord said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father also. To look upon God, to look upon the face of God, to see his countenance, to see the Lord's countenance, not to be faceless, but to, to see him. And when he looked upon his people, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto you. Unto the grace and peace came by Jesus Christ, the Lord's gracious work to his people. And this is what is asked for, this blessing in the person of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And then we have the third blessing, and that is the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace, his countenance upon thee. And we are saying this, the peace of God through the power of the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Ghost that brings those blessings down 
to the soul. Again, if we turn to the word in Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope. Now notice what he says here. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. There is where we abound in hope. There is where the comfort comes. When the, when the apostles were sent forth to preach and it was to tarry at Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And when the Thessalonians received the word, they received it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth the word of God. And they received not the word only, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. It is the Spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing, and it is the power of God. And that blessing is what is to be put upon the people of God that they have that blessing of the Holy Spirit. Our Lord in John 14 speaks of the Holy Spirit as the comforter that shall come. In verse 26, But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. And it is the Holy Spirit that conveys that. The disciples, they wondered at one time how it was that the Lord should reveal himself to them and not unto the world. And it is because the world cannot see the Holy Spirit. He speaks of the Spirit in verse 17 of John 14, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. One aspect with the Spirit, of course, and thinking of the blessing that we have before us this evening is our Lord Promise the Holy Spirit, I will pray the Father, I as your high priest, I as your advocate, I as the one that shall speak for you, that shall bless you as the great antitype of Aaron, I will pray that the Father that he may give the Holy Spirit. And they had to tarry and at Pentecost the Spirit was given with great power and great evidence of his presence among them. And so the uh, people of God are dependent upon the Spirit for those blessings. Our Lord says in John 16 and verse 14, speaking of the Spirit of truth, or if you read from verse 13, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He, will, he shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. 
And so those blessings, the threefold blessing of Father, Son and Holy Spirit, believe designed in this way, that we look upon each person of the Godhead and that we love God, love him as the eternal triune God. And we have reason to love him and see the plan of salvation. Sometimes we get little glimpses like in the creation of man. Let us make man in our own image. But when we see a blessing like this, and then the reflection also in the new, we have emphasised to us that this is not just through our Lord, not just the Holy Spirit, not just the Father, but God, Jehovah, the eternal God, three in one. And so this is a, a beautiful blessing that is to be put upon the people of God, that the Lord would bless. This is not a taken blessing, it is a given blessing, not a demanded blessing, but is a blessing that God has promised to give his dear people. On this wise ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. We spoke in the very introduction of it being a personal and each one of these blessings keep thee gracious unto thee, give thee peace. And we might ask ourselves, have we been kept spiritually, physically, mentally? Has the Lord been gracious unto us? Has he given us peace, the peace of God? Could we stand and say in God's house to the Lord, Lord, thou hast not kept me, Thou hast not been gracious to me. Thou hast never given me peace. Could your conscience allow you to say that? Or would you have to say that the Lord has blessed you in this way? It is a personal way and we should ask ourselves, has the Lord blessed us? Are we mindful of it? Have we given him the glory and the praise? Are we thankful for what the Lord has done for us and do we value his blessing the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it or do we go through life indifferent as to whether we have the Lord's blessing or not may we really know the blessings of the Lord and value it and praise him for those blessings on to Look now briefly at the New Testament uh, equivalent of this blessing. The closing words in 2 Corinthians, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion 
of the Holy Ghost be with you all. In the ironic blessing in our text is not clearly set forth of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. Here it is, and the order is changed. Instead of the Father first, it's the Lord first. And when we think of how it is set before us in the Gospel, the Lord is revealed to us, he's opened all the types and the shadows, all of what has been set forth. Now is brought forth the seed of the woman. Now they can see who this is. Now he's given a name when the Lord appeared to Manoah and his wife, when he appeared to Gideon and was asked his name, why ask us after my name for it is secret? And then suddenly when the Lord comes forth, his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And Paul, he says to the Philippians, he says that the Lord hath given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. And it hath pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. So though we have the blessing and we have each part of the Godhead reflected in that, as is where in the, in the Gospel, the Father hath lifted up the Son. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself at all, but exalts and lifts up the Son. And in this day of grace and in this day of salvation, we are appointed to our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. There is none other name given among men whereby we must be saved. We are to look to him for all grace and all salvation. This is the, uh, the whole culmination of God's plan, God's purpose is all centred in that first promised seed of the woman, is all centred in Christ. His people are chosen in Christ before the foundation of the world. Our Lord says in John 10, Thine they were, thou gavest them me. You think of the, the Father, you think of if we've got something precious and we're going to entrust it to someone else, we want to make sure that that person is going to look after them, is going to do what we want to them. And the Father giving his people to the Son, lost and ruined in the fall, but his Son, like Judah said when Jacob didn't want to send Benjamin out to Egypt, and Judah says, I will be surety for him. I will pay the debt. If his life is in danger, I will take, I will put my life on the line instead. Our Lord Jesus Christ is the surety. And when the Father gave his people to the Son, it was that he would pay the debt that they owed. He would provide the righteousness that they did not have. He would save his people. And on that basis, on that promise, all of the Old Testament saints were saved. In Hebrews 11, they died in faith that Christ would come, his blood would be shed, they would be redeemed from their sins, they would be saved. And this then, in the benediction for a New Testament, we have very clearly the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
clearly stated, instead of be gracious unto thee, it is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And clearly set forth the love of God, speaking of the Father and the communion of the Holy Ghost. This is the order uh, in, the, in the New Testament. It is, is that which is set before us. And of course, we have it again in the Lord's Commission, and yet this put back in the order of the Old Testament, those that are baptised. And in that way, I want to look at this in the last point that we have here, which is putting the name, my name, upon the children of Israel, and I will bless them. What actually is set forth there. And so I want to again look look back to the Old Testament and where it is set forth how that the children of Israel were named or the name of the Lord was was actually put upon them. They were a people that were known as the people of the Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 10 we have the Lord, the, and all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. When Solomon made his petition to the Lord, that well known uh, prayer uh, of Solomon, you read it or look at it in the uh, one recorded in two uh, chronicles. He speaks of the people of God and he says in verse 14 of chapter 7, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14, if my people uh, which are called by my name shall humble themselves, this is Solomon putting the Lord in remembrance and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And he sets forth his people as which are called by my name or in the margin upon whom my name is called. And so uh, the uh, people of God, we go through to Jeremiah also and we find the same calling of the name of the people of God in Jeremiah 14 and verse 8 and 9 specifically uh, verse 9 Oh the hope of Israel, the saviour thereof in time of trouble why shouldest thou be as a stranger in the land and as a wayfaring man that turneth aside to tarry for a night, why shouldest thou be as a man astonished, as a mighty man that cannot save? Yet thou, O Lord, art in the midst of us, and we are called by thy name. Leave us not. And so we have coming to the New Testament the commission of the Lord at the end of the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew 28 
Verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, the one name, but the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And so that blessing, that blessing is put upon the people of God, their name, his name is put upon them. You think of those disciples at Antioch, that they were first called Christians at Antioch, his name, Christians, those that are followers of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Now what I feel with this, they shall put my name upon the children of Israel. Where the blessing of the Lord is, then a people will want to be identified with that name. In Hebrews 11, there are those there that were persecuted because they followed the name of the Lord. The Apostle Paul himself, he held men and women to prison because they called upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, because they were identified with his name. The Lord said, Whosoever shall be ashamed of me, and I of my words of him shall my father be ashamed before the holy angels. God's dear people that have his blessing upon them, they have his name put upon them, as it were, his mark upon them. The disciples, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. The Lord says, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find rest unto your souls. We are to be like our master, like the Lord, like him that has blessed us. Those blessings, they have an effect. They change us, they lift us up, they strengthen us in the Lord. And that is to be known, seen and read of all men. And it is also that we should ourselves be prepared to own that name. Come and hear all ye that fear God, and I'll tell what he had done for my soul. If the Lord has blessed our soul, then we should not remain silent. Then we should speak. We should tell others of that blessing, ascribe where the blessing came from. Here's one thing. To read a beautiful blessing like this and a blessing that is particular, the individual. And there's another thing to realise the Lord has blessed us with that and then to realise as well that we are to own that and bless that Lord. You know, those ten lepers that were healed, only one returned to give thanks and glory unto God. Maybe we be those that recognise that blessing, value it, tell the Lord that we value it, tell his people that we value it, tell his people that we've received it. And no doubt you'll find that the people of God already have seen and noticed that that blessing has rested upon you by the effect that it has had. It's a blessed thing to have the name of the Lord Jesus Christ upon us. 
and not be ashamed of that name, but that name be very precious to us. And to you which believe, he is precious. So may the Lord bless us with this blessing. I felt as a close of this year and with those parting from us, there could be no greater blessing and better way than to part with these words that the Lord has said, we are to bless the children of Israel with the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And in the words in Corinthians, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen and amen.